Have you been looking for your keys to success? You have found the best place to start. We will hear from professionals on different keys to success in building huge careers in and outside the mortgage industry. These conversations that each person will share their experience will allow you to hear nuggets on finding your keys to success. I'm your host, Sue Meitner, so let's get started and grab your keys. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Grab Your Keys with Sue Meitner and me. I'm super excited to have Kim Hendry on um, our podcast today to talk to us a little bit about her journey in the mortgage industry. I met Kim two years ago um, at a mortgage marketing elite uh I guess, conference or group. And um, we instantaneously were friends. And I think she brings so much to the mortgage industry. I'm super excited for you to learn a little bit more about her. She runs a great branch in Utah. And Kim, thanks for joining us today. Thank you for having me, Sue. I'm so delighted to be here today with you. Well, we're super excited for you to share some of your influence and knowledge with us. Um, how big, how, well, first off, how did you get into the mortgage business? Well, like most people I know, I kind of <laughs> fell into this business, <laughs> wasn't so deliberate, but I, um, I had gotten married young, graduated college, and then I, am I getting an echo? Just a little bit, but that's okay. Okay. So I graduated from college, got married, had two young kids. And you know, I was recognizing that a single income wasn't sufficient for my family. So I was thinking, what can I do? You know, I want to have some flexibility. I want to be able to raise my kids, but have flexibility, flexibility in that. And I happened to go to a family reunion with my husband's side of the family. And one of his cousin's wife had just got into the mortgage business and she was telling me about it. And I said, oh, do you think I could do that too? And she said, yeah, probably. I had no experience, went and met with her manager and um, they didn't have any training. So I had to like read all the guidelines. And, but that's how I started. That's great. And how many years ago was that? 20 years ago. Wow, you you have come a long way, right? (laughs) Two decades later, kids were older. So how do you balance like mortgage with being a mom? Yeah. And I think that's a difficult thing to do, even with the flexibility that comes in the mortgage industry. I mean, you, we and I, you and I have talked about that, that it's so great, you know, to be able to um, go to our kids um, sporting events and, you know, be there for them after school when we need to. But for me, it was also having a very supportive husband, which, um, you know, I was lucky to have that he was able to get the kid to go to work early. I got the kids to school. He picked them up and spent time with them after school so I could stay a little bit later because in this business, sometimes we do have to stay a little bit longer. Um, but there was always somebody home. And, you know, I think one of the biggest things that I want to tell women in this business is I used to kind of beat myself up a lot if there was things that I did have to miss or if I felt like I wasn't being the perfect mom. Right. Um, and, you know, now years later, my adult children, you know, tell me all the time that, you know, that they're, they were happy with their life. They had a great childhood. They thought I was a great mom and they saw hard work. And I think that's important too, is to give ourselves a little bit of grace right. with that and know that 
we're teaching our children um, in multiple ways, right? Yeah, I, I totally agree with you with uh, that. That mom guilt is eating at a lot of moms today and has over the years. And sometimes we do need to give each other a little grace and give ourselves grace to know that we are doing what's best for our family and seeing hard work is really important, especially for the children today, to know that their moms can be successful at home and be really successful at a career. And um, you're definitely showing them that with how fantastic your branch is and how the people in your branch adore working with you as a leader. How many people are in your branch and um, what does your branch look like? So we have eight loan officers, including myself. So I am a producing branch manager. Um, we have a total in our branch of about 20 people, um, you know, including processors, loan assistants um, and support staff and an operations manager as well, so. Okay, that's fantastic. Um, definitely building in that Utah area. So are you licensed in more states than just Utah? Yeah, I am. I'm licensed in most of the Western states and also now um, getting Florida and North Carolina and South Carolina. So we're growing a little bit and I'm encouraging my loan officers to get licensed out of state as well. Yeah, that's fantastic. I know that I'm licensed in a lot of states and it does help so that when your clients go and move somewhere else or buy a second home, you can always help them and their family members wherever they go, which is always nice because we care and we become part of their families a lot of their time. So we want to know how we can help them in these these big purchases. Absolutely. Um, what do you think your three keys to success are? Okay. So the you know, I listened to all your podcasts. All the women you've had on so far have been fantastic. Some yeah. of them are kind of similar, but with maybe a little bit of different take on them. So the first one I think is that's totally key is to believe in yourself um, and envision your dreams. Um, what I mean by that is, you know, early in my career, sometimes I didn't know exactly how I was going to get where I wanted to go, but I knew where I wanted to to get and I knew I could do it. And I think that's a key component to success is just believe in yourself um, that you're able and to do it. One of my favorite quotes is Napoleon Hill. Um, you know, his um his quote, what the mind can conceive and believe it can achieve. And I believe that fully. I do believe that also, that if you believe in yourself, you can achieve anything, which is so super important. And when you do set the bar high, you can rise to even higher than that bar. So setting goals is so important with um, believing in yourself, too. So what are the uh, what's another one? Yeah. So I well, in, in that one, with the belief in yourself, the other thing I wanted to say was that I think it's important to define success for yourself. And not necessarily, you know, what someone else's success is, because we all have a different definition of success. And so with that, I think it's also key to look for people who inspire you and not necessarily compare yourself. Look for inspiration, not comparison. I think that's a critical component for women in particular. And especially right now with social media being so big, I think it's easy to start comparing instead of just getting inspiration from others too. Right, and that comes, that definitely comes from your goals too. Absolutely. So um, lots of Olympians always say that they always want, that they're, that they competed with themselves. Yes. 
the most. And uh, that if you beat your numbers or even meet your numbers, um, what's good for you is what your success is defined as. So I totally agree with you on that. So belief in yourself defines success. And then the other one is, you know, to work hard and take daily action, but also to continue learning. I think that's been a big key for me is that I love learning. I always have. Um, even since I was young, I just loved learning. I thought I was going to be a continual student. I loved college so much that I thought I would just always keep doing it. But um, now that I'm not in school, I just find ways um, to increase my skills and knowledge and to continue learning. Yeah, I, learning is so important. I, after you've been in the mortgage business two decades, I've been in the mortgage business three decades, constant, continually learning, honing your honing your skills is so important. And sometimes you have to pivot and change what your skill is with the market. Like we're all dealing in a different market. So you have to pivot and change uh, what the way we're doing things. We were just together at um, a reunion and we were learning from other experts in how they do it. And they might do it a little differently. That doesn't mean it's better. That means that you can take their ideas and tweak them to be your own. And that's so important today. Absolutely. And I think too, it's important to kind of embrace change. And that comes along with that um, desire to keep learning is when you are always in a state of learning and growth, you're, you're not afraid of change, right? In fact, you embrace change. And I think that's a key to success as well. Yeah. Yeah. That's fantastic. You're so smart. Thank you for imparting that knowledge on us today. And we're going to be taking questions. If anyone has any questions, you can comment below and we will be um, asking Kim those questions a little bit later on, but I'm going to continue with my questions on who do you admire? So I thought about that a lot. I have so many people in my life that I admire and who have been mentors and coaches to me and um, definitely admire those people. Um, I would say though, I admire my parents. So um, my father was an immigrant from Germany. He came here when he was 20 not knowing anybody but his aunt and uncle who had come here before. And he really believed in the American dream. And he, um, you know, he came here with just wanting to have success and he worked hard. And he taught me that, you know, hard work, you can get what you want. And in this land, of course, we can have all the opportunity we want, right? And then um, he also showed me too that, you know, what's also important is just to live life and to be joyful in life. He lived life to the fullest. <laughs> and um, my, also my mom, she, um, she's older and she got married older. And she actually, you know, grew up in a time when women weren't having careers a lot. They were usually staying home or they weren't as welcome in some industries. And she became a CPA, which was a very male dominated field at that right. time. And so she just taught me, you know, right by her example of women can do whatever they want. And um, so I really appreciate that being taught that at a young age as a young woman and knowing that I could do whatever I wanted to do. That's so important that your mom showed that to you because you are in a male dominated field right now. And that m must help a lot Absolutely. with regards to being in such a male dominated field. How do you deal with that? 
Well, <laughs> I surround myself with a lot of women. Right. <laughs> Have a great tribe. Tribe <laughs> of women who are supportive of each other. And, you know, but of course, I also have learned so much from the men in this industry. And I just um, have been lucky to be with people who support women's growth and, you know, and help us thrive in this industry as well. So. Right. So if you happen to be in a situation where you feel you're not thriving because of being in a male dominated situation, how would you suggest women handle that? How would you give them the advice of um, finding their own way? Well, I mean, I guess my way is that, <laughs> is that you know, I've made a lot of changes um, in different companies that I worked for over the 20 years. And I finally have found a company that, you know, like supports that growth of women and that supports my desire to also support the growth of women. Our branch is largely women. And it's not just because I want to be surrounded by women, but I feel like you attract those people who are looking for um, examples who've been in this industry, have been a working mom. You know, I have a lot of moms in my branch and we're just very supportive of one another. And we have a company that supports that. And I think if you're in a company or a branch who doesn't understand your role as a working woman, I think you should find another branch. Right. <laughs> right I, I agree with you. I'm super lucky that I work at a company that totally embraces women and and everything that comes with being a woman, a working mom, and yeah. it's and has great leadership in, with a lot of women. And it does make a big difference is for people to understand that we, you know, are juggling a lot of balls at one time. And that's super important to, you know, be able to juggle them, to get the telephone call from your daughter as, as you're on a podcast. But to know that, you know, every we're trying to juggle everything at one time. And sometimes, you know, we need to give ourselves that grace that we talked about before. But if we believe in ourselves and our company believes in ourselves, in us, then that just really is a perfect equation. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I love that you used your mom and dad as who you admire. That is fantastic. And your mom definitely paved a way from you for you. And your dad, when he talks about the American dream, you know, of having that American dream, you get to give people the American dream of owning homes. Do you talk to people about how they are building wealth and how they're, this is the American dream? Yeah. And you know, absolutely. And it's funny because I think also I told you how I got into this business, but part of the thing that pushed me to really want to do this is my husband and I had bought a home um, right before that. And that process was so awful, like, and scary. And we were young and I didn't know what I was doing. And so for me, a big component of what I do is wanting to educate my clients and help them through that process so it's not scary. Educate right. them, but also show them that homeownership is one of the best wealth building tools available to anybody. So for your clients and for your branch, how do you make that 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 getting a mortgage not scary? and make it easier for them. How, how do you make that, make that happen? What's your yeah. magic sauce? So we have, um, you know, we have our um, electronic application to make things easy, but we definitely 
spend time at the beginning of the process to walk our clients through what it looks like to get a mortgage. When we're getting them, you know, from the beginning to get them pre-approved, talking to them. I like to do Zoom calls now. I used to meet with everybody face to face, but after COVID, you know, I do a lot of Zoom calls with my clients so we can still get that interaction. Um, and also just explain the process, talk to them about their numbers, what their goals are with home buying and what their goals look like over a time period as well. You know, not just today, but in the future. Um, and then that process and explaining it and making sure that they fully understand the numbers of the transaction, but also the process that they're going to go through when they're looking for a home and buying the home. So say, setting the right expectation from the jump is important and you're putting systems and processes in place so that you are setting that expectation from start to finish Absolutely. so they know what to expect, which is fantastic. We do have a question. Okay. And one of the questions from people listening is when you say you define success for yourself, would you say you use that outlook to measure your personal accomplishments as well, home and family? Absolutely. And that's kind of when I was thinking through this, um, that's exactly where I was going is that there's going to be a different component for everybody. Right. So, you know, we we've talked through that. You can't be perfect at both. You can't be perfect at anything, quite frankly, but you can't be the perfect wife and mother and the perfect business owner and, you know, working woman. But I think that's where it comes into play. Okay, let's define what that looks like. What does it look like for me to be a mom? And how do I support um, my family the best? I have other people there to help. We know it's a tribe, right, that helps us. And then at work as well, I can be my best by building a team around me of people who um, have better strengths where I'm weak. And then, you know, we can, I can have both. I can have a right. little <laughs> right, and you don't need to feel guilty about asking for help. But that's that's the growth of it is saying, you know, I can't do everything, so I need help these places at home, and I need help these places at work. Um, how do you know what your strengths and weaknesses are, Kim? How do you how do you find when you have a weakness, someone who has that as their strength? What's your key yeah. to that? Well, so I do use the disc test a lot and it's, I've made everybody in my branch get disc tests right. and um, it helps me see, you know, where, who we put together on teams and who has certain strengths and certain, certain weaknesses and same with my team. But I think also what's important besides just going with that is looking at some feedback. So I get feedback from people, especially on my team of where, you know, sometimes if I'm in in the mix and it's not working they say kim stay in your lane do what do this we'll handle this and i listen to them you know so you have a survey that not only do you send out to your clients you also send it out to your branch yeah. and what does that survey look like and how often do you do that yeah so the survey to our clients is after the transaction but we do check in along the way to see how things are going um with that but um with my branch, um, it's I do it once a year, and I just ask them a simple question. I just ask, you know, on a scale from one to ten, how would you rate me as your leader? And then I say, you know, if not a ten, what would it take to make me a ten, so that I can get that feedback. Yeah, yeah, I love that you're open to that, and that it helps you grow as an individual to see what you can do. Because sometimes when we're in the moment. Of doing what we do, yeah. we forget 
everything else. Because <laughs> so, we're being, you know, we try to be proactive as much as possible, but sometimes we are reactive. Yes. And um, that's difficult in the mortgage industry. Yeah. I'm, I'm always like, why are there fire drills? There shouldn't be fire drills. Uh, how can we, you know, go through this without having the fire drill? How yeah. can we, um, you know, do better next time? And sometimes the negative feedback, which is positive and constructive criticism, works to our advantage Absolutely. because it makes us be, be better, not only internally, but externally for others. Absolutely. The, you learn the most from the feedback. And I think also, too, one of the things I was thinking about in, you know, the piece of success as well was, you know, we can't be afraid of failing. We're all going to make mistakes and we're all going to fail at times. But I think we learn the most from those mistakes and failures. And if you look at any highly successful person, they have they have failed multiple times in their life. They just continue to get up and believe in themselves and keep going and keep going. Right. So another question that we got is what do you find to be one of the biggest challenges with entering into our industry of mortgage? Well, I think it's all down a lot. <laughs> yeah, that's the key is to recognize you're going to make mistakes. Everybody does. We all have, we've all learned from them. Um, I think if I were getting back into this business now, as a new loan officer, I would definitely find a mentor. I think that's critical and a key component because I think it was a little less important 20 years ago when I got in right. um, because there was a lot, it was just so different than it is now. But now I think, and in this current market and just with the regulations that we have and just how difficult this industry can be, I would recommend getting a mentor, getting a coach, having someone who can help you and keep you accountable and show you what daily actions you need to take to make um, a successful career. Right. We forget how much is in our heads. Yes. And I love when new people come in, they're like, how did you know that? But yeah. how did you know that? And no, we, we know it because we fell and we fell hard. We scraped our knees and our hands a lot yes. uh, 20 years ago. And uh, that, and that's super important. Um, and I, and I totally agree with you on that. Uh, one of the other um, questions is what keeps you motivated from day to day? Okay. Well, yeah, I, like, that's a big one. <laughs> so I think that's part of the continual learning. One of the things that I have done to make sure that I stay motivated in is, and I work really, really hard to keep a positive energy because I think that's the thing that's going to keep you going in this business when it gets stressful and it's also dealing with stress and recognizing that there is stress and there's good stress and then there's bad stress. There's stress that keeps you going and keeps you on your toes. Um, so the way I keep motivated is to have a morning ritual. That's really become important in my life of having meditation on a daily basis so that I can calm myself and be centered and try to be more present. Um, but then I read a lot. Well, I'm not a reader. I'm actually an audible listener, I should say. Okay. I'm an <laughs> audible listener too. <laughs> so, but I listen to a lot of books and I love them so much. And I, and I definitely pick books that, you know, help keep me motivated, help keep my energy up, help me focus on, you know, an abundant mindset and gratitude. So. Yeah, that, that is amazing. And, um, 
would you did you keep yourself motivated um, in the last two years in a different way than you keep yourself motivated now in the market that we're in? Or are you sticking to that morning ritual? Have you added anything to the morning ritual? How in yeah. this new market? Well, I really got my morning ritual going about three years ago, really heart more, you know, more dialed in and giving myself that time. Um, and so uh, meditation's a big part of it. I do exercise as well. I'm trying to get more into journaling. That's a part that I really want to add. Um, and then, you know, also listening to the um, to books as part of that morning ritual as well. Um, and yeah, I would say that the motivation now is different than it was before because when we were so busy, it was a different mindset because you were stressed. There was just so much coming at you, you know, that, but I think now the motivation is staying on task and making sure that you're doing those things every single day to build your business. And I think this is a perfect time for you to fine tune systems and get, you know, things that were maybe a kink in the system before during that busy time, right. get those worked out right now. And what, so that's are, what are some key things that you're doing to build your business? Yes. So I, I'm learning from you, Sue. <laughs> Sue's a great motivation for me <laughs> uh, because I definitely realized that as a loan officer in today's world, we have to be on social media and we have to be, um, you know, available on a widespread approach to clients and partners. And social media is just the best avenue for it. Everyone's on it. You know, it's one to many. And Sue, you're a great example. And so that's what I'm working on with my whole branch of right. getting us more in video and doing social media posting. And so that's a big one. But also, too, of, you know, just reaching out to all my clients, all my past clients and taking the time to make sure that I'm touching base with every single one of them this year um, is a big one for me, too. That's, that's great. That is great. Touching your past customer database is definitely going to be a key to success in the in the future. Uh, do you have a favorite book that um, that keeps you motivated, or a favorite book? So people are asking, do you have a favorite book? Um, do you and do you have a favorite book that keeps you motivated? So you might have two. I have a lot, actually. Um, I feel like one book that I just think everybody should read is The Four Agreements. I love The Four Agreements. It's an easy read, but it's so good. And I go back to it all the time in my life. And when I'm talking to people on my branch, I, I, it seems to be a book I reference all the time. And then I think, though, The um, Power of Now is one that I think is just amazing. If to learn to stay present and deal with you know where you are in that present moment, Stop thinking about mistakes of the past. Don't focus on what could happen in the future and the anxiety of that to stay present. That book is really helpful to me as well. One I just read that I loved was The High Five Habit by Mel Robbins. And I love wow. her. And that one was very motivating to me. So if, if, if you need one that's kind of a pick-me-up book, that's a great one too. Well, that, that's amazing. You have imparted so much knowledge on us today. And I'm so glad to not only call you a colleague, but call you my friend. I love you um, so much. It was the universe definitely putting the two of us together. You are one of a kind. What's in the future for Kim besides being a great friend of mine? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hopefully a lifelong friend of yours. <laughs> um, you know, just to continue growing my branch and my team. Um, also, you know, looking for ways to... I really want to um, 
utilize social media to help with financial literacy because that's a big thing for me too is helping people understand their finances understand home ownership and wealth building and so i'm looking forward to those kind of aspects in my career as well yeah well we are super excited you have imparted so much knowledge on us today and i just want to if people want to get in touch with you how do they get in touch with you well, they can find me on Facebook or Instagram. <laughs> um, you know, I I could give you my email address or phone number if you want me to. Okay, why don't you tell them how they you everybody can find you on Facebook and Instagram because you're okay. going to get lots of likes and friends from that. So it's the Kim Hendry team um, is my handle at Facebook and Instagram, and then you know I'll give you my email if anybody has any questions. It's khendry at vfund.com. And that's H-E-N-D-R-Y yep. at vfund.com. Yep. Uh, and everyone, thank you so much for joining. Grab your keys. It went by super fast. We have a great guest in the next Grab Your Keys. Jack Daly will be joining us. He's a worldwide speaker throughout the throughout everywhere <laughs> in the United States. I know he's in D.C. today. And he's a fantastic author with regards to building your sales. It's not one that you're going to want to miss. He has written Life by Design, uh, Hyper Sales Growth, and The Sales Playbook. So we are really super excited to have him. And Kim, we're super excited that you joined us today. So everyone, don't forget to grab those keys and keep it together. Have a great day. Thank you.